Hey everyone, this is Stefan from the Unscholared Health Podcast, and the following is an audio excerpt from John DePass's YouTube channel, Global Health and Wellness. He's a personal trainer and life coach, very positive individual, very experienced, and it was a pleasure of mine to have a live chat with him on his Facebook page and also uploaded to YouTube. So the following is my discussion with him on his channel. If you like it, please check him out either at John DePass on YouTube or Global Health and Wellness on YouTube to see more great content. I hope you enjoy listening. Take care. Friends and family, Coach John here, and I'm today with a, a new friend of mine, a new relationship, a new business relationship that I've made. Uh, Stefan is an osteopath, and I had my first treatment with an osteopath uh, just about three weeks ago. It was a, you know, a big eye opener, a, you know, a real... It, it, it was it was awesome it was natural it was awesome and it was natural and I've been kind of bouncing around for years I used to do the chiropractic I did chiropractic for 10 or 15 years I don't even know how long I did I worked with about three chiropractors in that time and not to knock on chiropractors but just that it just it just wasn't a solution for me I, I, I really did find my solution to my health came kind of by taking charge of my own health and kind of rebalancing my health and ch changing my mind from my, you know, kind of old destructive habits with regards to working out and old destructive habits with regards to nutrition. I've taken a new rebalance approach to my life. That's how I healed my life. And then, hey, I bumped into this guy uh, who's an osteopath along my way, healing myself, taking charge of my health. I bump into a osteopath and go in for a natural treatment. And, and I'm just like, whoa, this was awesome. Natural rebalancing that just sort of fit into my life, like completely aligned with everything in my life and helped to completely fulfill some alignment inside of me. It's about alignment. I, I tell people it's about mental, physical, and emotional alignment. Health is about rebalancing ourselves. And today I've got Stefan. I'm grateful for Stefan to, to make some time to talk to us a little bit about osteopathy, about himself, about what he's doing, where he is, what he's passionate about. Talk to us a little bit about osteopathy so people can understand. What is it? Is it voodoo, man? What is this thing? <laughs> you know, uh, before I say anything else, um, I have to thank you. I'm very grateful that you brought me on. And uh, to anyone listening and who are viewing this, thank you for taking the time to, to hear what I have to say about osteopathy. Uh, I'm so happy you had such an experience with classical osteopathy. And that's kind of the first point I wanted to make out because osteopathy has some branches, let's say. And so to be a classical osteopath and just to be able to provide you with a service that was able to help you, uh, thank you so much for giving it a chance and having the kind words that you shared. Um, is it voodoo? 
you know, uh, I love that you said that because I remember when I first made the decision to go into osteopathy, there was only maybe one person in my circle who knew osteopathy and they're like, Hey, that's voodoo, man. <laughs> and, uh, that stuck with me because what that tells me is that sometimes my practice can have a profound enough effect outside of the individual's understanding that they relate it to something much greater than what it is. And what it is, I think you nailed it on the head, is balance. It's helping find balance in the body with our hands. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What, what are some uh, questions you might have that, that you think others would like to hear you know, from? Well, you know, like I, I, I noticed that, you know, for me, you know, my health the, the, was very, very much linked to my breath. Like I couldn't take a full breath. Mm -hmm. This was a big problem. You know, I, I had some damage in my upper head, in my upper neck. I had some damage in my neck. And, and, and I had this damage for Stefan. I damaged myself when I was 21 in a football accident. I'm 50. So this has been 29 years of like, you know, coping with a, a, a very prominent pain and injury that okay. I've been working on healing myself over the last decade. And I've noticed that just growing, growing, getting better, better, better for years and years and years. And all of a sudden a massive breakthrough, that treatment was a massive breakthrough and it's just continued since like it's, you know, I like to, I like to educate my patients. Uh, and I think this is something you and I share. We, we really want everyone to have more context and more understanding about what's going on. And um, I really do try to advocate for classical osteopathy that it pays dividends. Um, I try not to compare it to other modalities too much, but, you know, generally getting a good treatment, you, you really notice the effects after the treatment, not so much right on the table. And uh, that's always an easy an interesting form of communication because people just want to feel good right away and always kind of have to warn them, give it a few days and you will see the dividends. You'll see the investment that was just made and you'll start to feel and feel and feel better. And the same way works with injury. So it's interesting how you brought up an injury you had, I think you said when you were 21, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, when you're that young and that vital and that healthy, you can get away with a lot more, I think. And so we almost forget about these injuries because our body can bounce back a little faster depending on the injury. But just like how classical osteopathy and proper healthcare can help your body heal itself and facilitate health in the long run, injuries can have a damaging effect as well. So sometimes we forget about that past accident until we start getting treatment and you start to realize, you know, that past accident made a shift, made a change. And then your body had to work even harder to compensate for that injury. And then you kind of go through a laundry list of other problems. So I know we only had one session, but it was a longer session and we were able to get through a lot, but I know you and I had a conversation afterward. It was kind of like peeling layers off an onion. We, we tackled the first complaint you had, but then you started noticing something you had to notice in the past or have a notice in some time that you notice other things. And so it was almost like reversing a long pattern that was existing in your body. And I think you and I both came to the conclusion of that accident you had back in football some time ago and how this may have been one of the first steps towards what we call a dysfunctional pattern or a lesion pattern. 
And, uh, you know, in osteopathy, I tell people it's a non-invasive holistic science. So non-invasive means I'm probably not going to hurt you. <laughs> it's going to be a gentle, safe therapy. Holistic means not alternative, but the whole body and not just the whole body, but the whole health history of the patient. And this is sometimes uh, confusing for people because they'll, they'll inquire with me like, well, why, why does my car accident from X amount of years ago matter? Well, to me, it matters because it's probably paying a dividend. It's probably still doing something non-functional to you that's causing your current pain. So it's a holistic science in the sense that we're not just looking at the whole body and the whole individual, but we have to take into account maybe everything that's happened to you. We have to take that into serious account because your body may still be carrying those patterns, carrying those pains, constructs, maybe even, and I think this is where you highlight more information on even emotions and feelings based on it. And so by helping the body find balance, it's not just in the anatomy, but it's in its history too. Rebalancing. So for me, you know, I, I injured myself at 21 and I was so focused on like, you know, winning and being like a pro and being an athlete that I went back into the gym and started training on this injury about two weeks after I did it and then trained on it for 20 years. Yeah. So it progressively made things twisted in my body and and, sure. and the damage that what was never treated in my head like I just knew it as a shoulder injury but I never ever even like I mean I was doing the chiropractor because I had a, a bad neck but I never really made the connection like this all happened at one time I had this injury and I kept on training through it and I just forgot about it and just kept on going like 25 years later, you're starting to see everything in your life is falling down, falling apart. And you're going like, what's wrong with my life? Mm -hmm. And, you know, on top of it, there was like a, there was an over, over addictive eating sort of thing with this, this bodybuilding sort of mental space where I was ripping my body and then eating copious amounts of protein. So there was this, this overfeeding. Mm -hmm over physical stimulation like tearing the body like i was relating like i need to be big to be healthy and well i need to be ripping my body to be healthy and well i need to be whole i need to get in and lift a copious amount of weight a certain number of times in order for me to be healthy i need to tear my body and then put protein in my body and so from doing this for a long time this was a habit this is a behavior but it was almost like it was almost like a, a bit of a, like a little bit of a, an addiction. It was an addiction here. There was an obsession. There was an addiction, and I want to even say that there was a little bit of brain damage here because I had actually had an impact that had like clouded, mm -hmm. I would say, my judgment. Like I wasn't whole, healthy, and well, and I was in an obsessive sort of. Like I need to be strong and make myself my best sort of panic state. So I was in a shock and I stayed in this shock until it started to really you know, like hurt everything in my life. Like, I mean, everything with my health degraded, like from this overeating and this ripping my body yeah. and this injury 
that my body kind of went down this deep kind of dark sort of pit and collapsed in real failure 10 years ago. And then I started to make some changes. I started with mental changes. I started with nutritional changes. I started with fasting and it started to clear up the inflammation that was trapped in my body. And as it started to clear, I started to feel more clarity. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, there was a, it was a, it was part nutritional. It was part physical. It was a, a, a change in awareness, like a change of awareness, like just becoming more aware of yourself meditation breath work change of nutrition change of lifestyle it was a change of focus it was a change of mind that i needed to come out of that overeating mental i needed to get into some healthy natural foods some fasting lifestyle which allowed the inflammation and some of the virus and bacteria to leave my body and my body to begin healing but you know what there was even that counterbalance that had to happen at the end that really, you know what, I felt a lot of vertebral alignment happen over the last three weeks, like just the body coming back into alignment. So there was physical realignment, there was mental realignment, there was nutritional natural alignment. Yeah. And then there was actually an adjustment that actually made in a, you know, a final adjustment. Like, I mean, I'd had my vertebrae put back in alignment lots of times over 15 years with a chiropractor, but we didn't really, it wasn't the right time. Like I didn't address the nutrition and the mind and the exercise and the meditation and all of those things weren't in the right place yeah. to receive the timing. It, 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 was, it was divine timing, brother. <laughs> it, was, it was meant to happen when it did, I guess. Yes. Hopefully it was sooner. That's what most people say. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to jump back a couple of points. I'm going to highlight on everything you share. And thank you so much for sharing that. You know, in classical osteopathy, we, we admit the body's more connected than some people like to think. Some people like to really break it into isolation. But, you know, you think of a shoulder injury, the spine won't do well right now. But if you look at my shoulder, okay, great. Shoulders on the back side here, scapulothoracic joint is what most people think of. But then you have internal and external rotators. And now we're talking about the arm. It controls and helps move alongside with the arm. Then you start thinking of the front portion. Now the scapula has effect through the ribs. And now we're talking about the chest. So now your shoulder injury is not just a shoulder injury. Now we're looking at the arm and the chest. And I haven't even gone to the neck. Now our I shoulder injury. Oh, did I you? I yeah. pec on the other side. Like the pec was torn off. Jeez. Uh, this was 10 years after I separated the shoulder because I kept on training on this imbalance for 10 years. Exactly. I tore my, then I tear the pec, right? So all of these things have happened because of this initial error, which was never corrected. And that falls into the philosophy of what we practice. So we had this initial error and maybe it was looked at in isolation, but I hate to tell people, but the body really has no space. Everything really is quite connected. So we have this initial error. Now other parts around it, neck, chest, arm, they're probably overworking. I tell patients all the time, these areas are under more stress now trying to compensate. And then no offense, John, but you went and beat on it, <laughs> which is we can get away with it when we're younger, right? That, that's kind of the idea. We want things fast. We want things in excess. Yes. But now who's to say over time, because that initial injury was looked at a certain way, wasn't approached a certain way, 
Now, your pec is already under stress, maybe because of it. I wasn't there to check. But eventually, you know, it's already doing the work for something else. It's going to give out on you. You know, just like in the workplace, nobody likes carrying all the load by themselves. That's why you have coworkers to help you out. The body works in the same way. A lot of portions in an area work in unison. And if one of those workers take a sick day or they get injured, like in your case, and nobody comes in to help pick up the slack, you're going to cause more injury down the way. Again, investment in health, but investing in a holistic anatomical approach. A shoulder is not just a shoulder. The shoulder, if you just look at the muscles, very basic anatomy, you just look at where the muscles go. You see the muscles approaching the shoulder are now connecting to the arm, the chest, the ribs, the lungs, connects up into your neck, into your head. We're not even getting into the deeper, grittier stuff. We're not even talking about all the fluids that go through that area. We're not even approaching arterial health, veins, nerves. These are all connected. They all pass through certain points. And so it kind of brings back, and I'm going to quote a professor of mine or a mentor of mine, you know, a shoulder is not just a shoulder. A neck is not just a neck. It's part of a much larger system. And so that kind of seems like what happened to you. Again, I wasn't there to check, but you know, other parts of your body got burdened and then you're like, you know what, let's stress them out more. <laughs> and then you're eating more. So now these muscles are already overworked and now you're building those muscles and now they're causing even more stress on the body. Building muscle is healthy, but in place of injury, this is something we're seeing. And this is the second point I wanted to bring up. We're seeing therapies and an osteopathy. We've been doing it for a while. We're starting to realize, you know, maybe building more muscle on the injured area isn't the best idea because I'm going to ask you a trick question, John, have you ever seen a skeleton move? No, I've seen no. muscles move brother. So, so bones don't move on their own. Bones need muscles to pull on them. So, you know, this is kind of an old school way of thinking that a lot of therapies are breaking away from, you know, you'll have someone with like a lower back injury and you'll hear people tell them you got to build up on your glutes, but now you're building these muscles that are pulling and adding more force to the joint. Maybe that's not the best idea at this time, but that that's what happened. It can lead to further injury. We need rebalancing, not yeah. building, but we need to restore yeah. balance and natural function. In you a know, body. like it's not I'm going to give you an analogy. Ripping our bodies. We got to get out of this, especially if you're over 40 or 50 years of age. Yeah. And so think about it. You know, you, you first started this kind of, let's call it a recovery journey. Because you used to bodybuild, you're, yeah. you're still incredibly active, but you know, it came to a sense of, okay, so fasting, I'm allowing my body an opportunity to heal. Mm -hmm. So you now broke the cycle of punish the muscle, break it down. And then you're quickly taking in protein to rebuild it. You gave it a chance to go, hold on a second. We're going to stop this pattern. And now you're giving a body a chance to heal the body inherently know what it does. It's been doing it for years. My job is just to help facilitate that. The actions you took were just to help facilitate that, you know, naturally you start losing some muscle mass. You start losing some weight, which may not be a bad idea in your case. Now there's less force, less stress on the other parts of your body, it which you start to feel better, like, like losing muscle was necessary for me to heal, man. I've seen some images of you and you were, you were big, man. <laughs> I felt sorry for some of your joints, but that was your passion at that time. Your journey's changed. 
the third point, you mentioned how you felt like your uh, vertebrae came back into alignment. Yeah. Which is really interesting for me to hear from you. So I'm going to bring the whole conversation full circle. And I said earlier how bones don't move on their own. Right. Muscles move bones. Nerves kind of tell the muscle what to do. Blood supplies the nerve. Uh, and then, you know, the lungs help with oxygen, deoxygenated nerves. So we start to see how inclusive the body is. And so it's cool that you say that to me because that's your experience. I couldn't experience that for you, but I never touched your spine. I never touched your spine. But what we did do is that we worked on areas that I thought were dysfunctional. They weren't moving well. They weren't um, being tested well. There were temperature changes in areas I didn't like. So it's cool for me to hear that from you because I worked on things around the spine. We did a lot of work on your ribs, as you remember. We did a lot of soft tissue work on muscles that now connect to the spine. And so what that excites me when I hear that is that it shows my understanding kind of helped that we worked on everything around it. We worked on the forces that were causing imbalance on the body not just directly treating things that looked imbalanced. Counterbalance, brother. You gave so a now all of a sudden, force yeah. to my body that put me back into bal natural balance. And so what you're telling me from your experience, and you're someone who I would say is very aware of their health and their body, is that very without brother. having to do anything directly on the spine, we clearly corrected forces, or you said counterbalance, created balance, that over time, you know, if, if I find something's kind of twisted in a body, let's just say this is just an example, and I get rid of what's causing pressure, I get rid of what's creating that pull to create the twist, then over time, your body starts to almost adjust itself. I don't like the Writes word adjustment. Itself, it comes back into alignment, and it's true, it does. And so now I'm going to go back an even bigger circle to the beginning of this, where it's like, is osteopathy voodoo? I would say it's something called biomechanics, but really it's just a really nice understanding of physics. You know, it's a really nice understanding of physics with being understanding enough to know that there can be trauma on the body with knowing the body's not just joints and muscles, but there's fluids in the body. And there's really some people, it depends how they take it. There's energy in the body. And so I work with my hands, I work on the physical, but it's with hope that if I can correct those forces, then everything as inclusive as it is starts to function better. And I'm happy you had success with that, John. I really am. Yeah, brother, it, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a brilliant treatment. Um, you know, it's a brilliant adjustment, but like so many things about it, like I say, I was with chiropractic for 15 years. So I was used to like, and I, and I've always teamed up with my chiropractors in that, like they would work out with me and they would adjust me. Like I would be taken care of through a chiropractor, like multiple times a week. So I was, you know, this is how I managed my care was through chiropractic. Uh, as I was training, I was dealing with chiropractic care and putting myself back into alignment this way. Well, so I'm very familiar with my body being out of alignment and being back in alignment and coming back in alignment. Well, I've been witnessing my body just constantly coming back into alignment without any chiropractic care. 
just by doing my regular stretching and strengthening routines, my deep breathing, I'm seeing my body's returning back to its alignment, natural alignment. So I'm feeling that alignment happening and I'm feeling those vertebrae aligning themselves. You know, and, and alignment's an interesting word. Um, I'll explain why. Because a lot of people think of it as static. So they think of like a still image. Is it as even or aligned as it is? But from the osteopathic perspective, at least as I understand it, alignment is more, is it moving as it should in all directions? Does that make sense? Because a lot of people, they like to use dimensional. This is the multidimensionalness yeah. nature of the body, like even physically multidimensional, but physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally multidimensional being. And this is it. Like when we're talking about health, sometimes some things can get stuck in energy, energy. Mm. Like, you know, some people, like you said, uncomfortable with that, with that sort of thought process of there is an energetic aspect to the body. There is an emotional aspect to the body. There is a mental aspect to the body. There is a physical aspect to the body. I mean, in death, the body is still here. So the human is gone. So, you know, I, I challenge you to, to, to see that the human isn't just body. You know, we have to, we have to step a little bit beyond just body. So we, we manipulate body and we manipulate mind to adjust human energy, how the human feels. Well, even know? just, um, um, a colleague of mine from Colombia, and that's a long story how I met them, but in their hospitals right now, they're doing a lot more research on bio energy and biofeedback. And so that sounded very interesting to me. So it's like, what do you mean by that? And they're like, literally just how you have a conversation with a person. They're, they're putting more emphasis on even just how do I communicate with this individual for their health? So we're not even looking at just the mental aspect or the physical, but now it's just interaction. How do we help engage those emotions? How do we engage their feelings through bioenergy? So I think there's a lot more we need to study. But it's nice that even other very medical-based centers are starting to kind of broaden their horizons on all aspects of, and I'm going to quote you, the body. The body's not just this physical matter. The body's not just this kind of mental state we're in, but there's a lot more that needs to be looked at. And if we're going to call something holistic health, you know, you can't call it holistic, but you're ignoring five things out of the six, you know, um, I mostly focus on the anatomy, but I know it's very important for me that even the environment of my clinic needs to have a certain feel or energy to it, that the way I present myself has to be a certain matter, that the way my patient feels has to matter a certain way, because I have to take their health fully into account. And I think also even to encourage your patient to go meet, to move beyond even just this treatment, like, yeah, you come in for this treatment, but then in addition to this, what you're moving, you're stretching, you're strengthening your body, like osteopathy. I think what I love about this and why I'd really be happy to refer a customer to you as well, too, is, is that, you know, it has to be 
physical, mental, and emotional. Your healing has to be all of these things. So, you know, it has to be lifestyle. It was, it was the lifestyle that you were living that created whatever you've got. So, you know, if, if I want to create a new healthy lifestyle or a new healthy outcome, it's going to come from a healthy lifestyle. It's going to be coming from a healthy ritual. You know, I, I'm going to be feeling better because I'm daily taking the actions nutritionally, mentally, physically stretching and strengthening so I don't have a pain-free, I want to have a pain-free, happy, enthusiastic, optimistic body for the day. I want to change my physiology with movement, with positive thoughts and words, with serotonin and dopamine and healthy sunlight. Like there's a lot of things that we can do naturally and we want to put it all together into our lifestyle to make well, ourselves yeah. healthy and well. I mean, it's the thing is that people have a hard time getting healthy. And sometimes they just want to go to the chiropractor. They just want to go for a massage or they even just want to go for an osteopath. But I think we have to even go beyond just treatment. We want to bring the treatment into our life, but also even include just physical, mental, and emotional wellness into our day. And that's, that's really where success will stem from, right? Like on average, the person sees me to make a direct intervention, right? That does that make sense? Like something's going on. So now I'm a separate lens to them. I can make a direct change on their body to help facilitate health. But then the larger conversation on health and wellness is how do we keep you healthy? And that's where everything you just said comes to play. Because sure, I can make you feel better for a little bit of time. I've been successful enough to make people feel better for a lot longer. But the larger concern is now is what are you doing on your end? Um, a good mentor of mine, uh, who I need to connect with, actually, You're, you've motivated me to connect with them. But used to say even the best practitioner. So no, we're not even just talking about like classical osteopaths or other modalities. Maybe they can do 30, 50% of the job. And those are really good ones. But you yourself have to now be guided or know how to do your part of it as well. It's almost like homework. I tell it's you, there was like divine that. timing that I met you. Like my body and life and mind were ready for a treatment. I haven't been treated in years, but mm -hmm. I used to be treated regularly. You know, all the treatment that's happened over the last seven years has been seven or eight years has been my own. So that's like, and like it was, a, you know, the first treatment I've had in years, right? And I'm, and I'm very familiar with being treated. So, you know, it was a real, you know, TSN turning point, but really it was, I was really ready mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally, nutritionally, habitually, and searching and ready and, you know, open for change and and so everything kind of hit into place but I, I think I think sometimes people just come for treatment alone they may kind of come with that sort of old doctor mentality where it's like I'm sick I go to the doctor you know but like health needs to go from I only deal deal with it when I'm sick health needs to come to be something that I'm working on on a daily basis like I am in charge of my health and let's be honest, um, I think we're heading into the realm of prevention. And um, prevention. even I tell my patients, you know, prevention's cheaper than repair. I, I would rather see you, you know, for like some of my patients, I had them in a really good place, but they still want to see me. 
but I don't want to take advantage of that. And that's a different conversation. It's like, you have to understand you're actually in a good place right now. So maybe check in with me and I'll, I'll give them a date. Like maybe see me in X amount of days so that I can just help double check things and keep your body well and in prevention. Coaching. This is what people want. They yeah. want relationship. They want and dialogue. They want coaching. They want, they need context. They need context. They need a relationship with their practitioner. again. And so yes. I had a patient, you know, a, a much older individual uh, from here in Oakville. And uh, he saw me the day before. And then the next day he had a very bad slip because uh, it had iced over that day. And in discussion, him and I can easily agree. If he did not get treated the day before, that slip would have been probably an injury. So that's kind of the direct prevention I could provide because I helped again, correct. We, you use the phrases balance and counterbalance those forces in his body that when an accident happened, he was actually ready for it. Again, and I'm much happier with that because prevention's cheaper than repair. And um, same thing goes with health and wellness. You know, you start watching what you eat. You start paying attention to your feelings and your mental state. Um, maybe it's knowing the factors that stress you out or those factors that make you choose bad habits. All of a sudden, you're not as dependent on being fixed. And that's, I think, the ultimate goal is for you to be in such a good place that your body's able to tackle problems and not just react to them. And now you're stuck looking for help. To me, that's what prevention is. This is it. Where most of us are in fight or flight, we're in reactive state and it's to come down from there into the parasympathetic. This is where healing happens. It happens in in a slower sort of relaxed, more less stressed out space. And we've got to get out of the, the, the rush and the panic of the day. And we've got to take the time to, you know, that's like starting the day in the very best way with some positive thoughts and words, some, med- some meditation or some mindfulness or some deep breathing. Starting the day, ending the day with this. I think building this into the day, you know, being kind to yourself, l- learning how to love yourself. I like what you said there about, you know, just ha- having a positive thought and word process about yourself, thinking, being in the right place mentally, checking in with yourself emotionally. Am I, am I treating myself well and healthy? Like sometimes people get upset they didn't get their workout in and then they start beating themselves up that they didn't get their workout in or they, they ate the wrong thing and then they start beating themselves up because they ate the wrong thing. Like we have to learn how to be gentle with ourselves, even when we do the wrong thing. Yeah. This is how it, it, it's, a, it's a change of the way that we're treating ourselves. It's a change of perspective, a change of mindset that's going to start, you know, getting us, ourselves into a daily inspired space. Hopeful rather than worried, like worrying about your health is not how you get healthy. It's not about worrying about your health. It's being in a panic state or a fight or flight state, like you're fighting against life. You're protecting yourself from life. We need to come down from that fight and come down into parasympathetic. This is a deeper, slower breath. It's a little bit lower, more relaxed. I'm safe type of space. It's right before I wake up, right before I go to sleep. This is when the body is healing in sleep in unconsciousness this is when the body heals and rebalances right so so really it's 
slowing the self down, taking the time to slow yourself down. And uh, I take note of that too, because I think you, you noticed in your treatment, because um, you're comparing me with another uh, profession, uh, you're talking about chiropractic. I know some great chiropractors, but even uh, current graduates, current modalities, we're even realizing we need to do the treatment a little slower. We need to be a little more patient, a little more rhythmic with how you control the body for all the reasons you just stated, because the body repairs and heals better that way. No one likes getting punched in the face and your body doesn't like getting smacked either. <laughs> so we realize we have to kind of coerce it into health. Um, even just bringing up sympathetic, parasympathetic, you're right. So many people uh, are, fight, are in the fight or flight and your body really struggles in the physiology to keep those as balanced as possible. So you can have someone who's so sympathetic and then the body's forcibly trying to make them parasympathetic and it just doesn't work. So we really have to take that time to find means, whether it's direct intervention from someone like myself, someone like you, or finding new practices to do it yourself to help kind of calm down the system. I mean, and there's a lot of data for it now too. There's a lot of data just saying, wow, you know, those really grouchy people, they don't last as long. <laughs> <laughs> they're more prone to health concerns. So it's finding what advantages we can to find and integrate that health, that balance again. Brother, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. I'm glad we got a chance. So do I. I was we looking need forward to do to more it. of it. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, send a couple of people over to, to see you this week. I'm, I'm going to send you some contacts. Well, no pressure, but I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, John, as always. Okay, bro.